Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. And this is Nathan Drolet. And together we form Zoltar, because we control your fortunes. Do you know who Zoltar is? Are you familiar with this reference? Was that from the movie Big? It was. Oh, man. Ding, ding, ding. Got it. Yeah, I think I'm going to use dated references on all of our board meetings from now on. Because you once chided me for my dated references. Oh well, it's so. okay because now that Ready Player One is a popular book and it's going to become a movie, like that's actually going to be popular now. And, oh shit, we're know. on top of things here. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You're finally going to be popular again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, I love it. Um, so we're here in beautiful Bozeman, Montana. We're actually sitting in the house where we're staying now of our of my good friends becca skinner and eduardo garcia and we're looking out at the gallatin gateway um gallatin canyon it's fucking beautiful here um and we're having an amazing time at spire climbing center so thanks to all you folks in bozeman and at Mm -hmm. spire for having us out um really cool community here if you get the chance you should definitely come through Spire and, and just get to meet the people here in Bozeman. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not all gyms have this, you know, really close-knit community. So I'm stoked to be here. And uh, what are we going to talk about today? We're talking about um, when to say take. Is it ever appropriate? Like, should you just go a muerte every fucking go? Or should you say take sometimes? I don't know. Hmm. And I think... I think this is kind of a a popular topic because just recently on Training Beta, you know, Neely talked to Paige Clawson uh, while she was working on Odin's Eye, and Paige made the the comment that you should never say take, and then she qualified it, you know, and and I think her qualification for it was was very legitimate, and I think was a good explanation. But I think a lot of people just hear the absolute never say take, and then they, you know. They want to make t-shirts with that and that's now life you know never mm-hmm. say take is life and um and i don't think that's quite true i think there are some times when you should and i think there are a few you know really valid times that you shouldn't yeah i'd agree um before we get started i've got a question for you okay what do you consider taking like how would you define it like what fits under that umbrella to you um Anytime that you are purposely just going to sit on the rope, um, I don't think if you're in a situation where you're eight feet above a bolt and you're going to fall and you say take because you <laughs> can't, because you just can't make another move, like you're physically incapable of leaving the holds that you're on i don't necessarily count that as a take 
you know? Mm, there's a lot of gray area in there. It, there is. There's a lot of gray area. I agree. There's a lot of gray area that's going to happen in this conversation, I'm yeah. sure. Um, but, yeah, I think a take is anytime you purposely sit on the rope while you're climbing on a sport route, trad route, whatever. All right. Your thought? What? How do you define it? Yeah, uh, fairly similar. You Pretty me much off guard there. So I'm curious. I know that was this my, a trick question. That was the plan? No, not at all. Just um. So to me, the definition of taking is anytime that it's very similar to what you you said, but pretty much anytime you're not moving upward, like you're willingly stopping. Um, so for instance, if you're climbing up and you get to the crux and you're like, oh, I'm a little too pumped. I don't think I'll make it, and you just let yep. go. Yep. That's taking in my mind. Like yep. It's yep. Totally. Equivalent. Yeah. Um, you didn't say the word take, but to me, that is the exact same thing. Yeah. Same semantics as when people are like, you know, well, I did it with no falls, but they took four times. Yes. It's like, then but, those are still four falls. Yeah. You know, um, though what's funny is I actually, um, to kind of go against well, that entirely, I was climbing with a buddy last year in Smith, um, last October. And when I say a buddy, I had only known him for a few days at this time. So it's kind of funny that we ended up becoming friends because I kind of razzed him sort of hard. Um, so he's a shorter guy, and he was trying a route um, called, oh, what is it called? It's Niagara Gully. Um, Mama Dacus. Okay. Really big moves, precise moves to slots. And if it's short, it's if you're short, it's really difficult. And he hadn't tried it in a while. He's like, I'll go up. Like, it's probably going to take me the whole season to do. Like, it's really hard. And this guy's just a bone crusher. And I was mm-hmm. just, I was like, okay, cool. And he goes up, bolt to bolts up, it doesn't fall. I was like, sick. Like, that's going to come together fast. He was like, I don't know. I mean, the moves are still really hard. Goes up, climbs it through all the bottom bit, all these hard moves, and gets up to this dead point. And he, like, looks down. He's like, I'm off. And just, like, let's go. He's like, I don't know. I was just, I wasn't sure I felt. Pulls on and just does this huge overlap, crushes it. And uh, so when he comes down, like, at the end of the day, I was like, man, that was nice. You had a no-fall day today. And he looks at me and he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you like didn't fall. You just let go today. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is like, I was intentionally saying this because I knew like if he pulled on and he just like went for it from the ground, he would do the route. Right, right, right. And, but in his mind, it had to be this long drawn out process. He was like, no, it's going to take days. And so uh, surprisingly, he wanted to go rock climbing with me again. Uh, <laughs> so the next time we went out, like before he pulled off the ground, I was like, cool, you're going to go for it when you get there. He's like, yeah ended up sending it that day. Right. And he was just like, he's like, oh, that's crazy. Like, I didn't expect that at all. You know, and because I got to be the outside, have the outside perspective of watching him, it's just like, man, you just have to have confidence and go for it. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. He, so he was essentially saying take. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was the exact same thing as saying take in my mind. So for me, that's what taking is. Like any time that, yeah, you're letting go without upward, upward momentum. Okay. Should you ever say take? Oh, or, sure. yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I and, mean, there's a reason we have that word. It's important. Yeah, definitely. Um, are there specific times, like, like, can you break it down into any, like, specific situations or, like, bigger, broader situations where these are the times you should say take? So instead of just mentioning, like, the 500 specific moments on a route when you could say take are there like bigger basic times like obviously if there's danger yep danger whether or danger or um potential injury if you start to feel something tweak like if you grab a pocket and you start feeling pain down your forearm 
I'd personally just let go. Right. But, you know, if you could say take at the same time, then yeah. Yeah. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean that just because you're scared, you should say take. Mm-hmm. Though, I do think sometimes you should, and we'll get into that later. But if there's danger and, and you can say take and alleviate that danger, then sure. I mean, I think it's a valid thing to do it then. Yeah. Any other, like, broad, basic times? Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think regardless of what you do, whether you do or don't take, you should make a plan with your belayer on the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Have an intention before you leave the ground. Yes. Um, so, for instance, if you are doing your second warm-up, you're like, I'm going to go up and I'm going to bolt to bolt up my project, or I'm going to go to the fifth bolt, I'll rest, go from the fifth bolt to the top. And, uh, you know, your belayer should hold you accountable. Yeah. And so if you get to the fifth bolt and you're like, you know what? I feel really good. I'm going to keep going. Your belayer should be like, uh, no, because you're going to get flash pumped and ruin the rest of your day. And then, so yeah, that's a great time to take, you know, tactically. Yep. And same thing. like, man, I think you should hold yourself to that. Like, I think that if your plan before you leave the ground is, I'm going to say take at every other bolt. And you get up there and you feel really good. And you're like, oh, fuck, fuck taking. I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm and you don't take, and then you fall at bolt seven, then you might have just blown your warm-up. Yeah. You know, you might have just gotten flash pumped. You didn't send. You don't have anything to show for it, except for you didn't follow through with your plan, and now your day's fucked. Yeah. So I'm cursing a lot today. (laughs) It's does that mean. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so to me, like, tactics. Like, there are times where it's great to take and say, hey, like, I mean, yeah, if you have no skin in the game, if it's, if you're like, okay, my plan is to go up and work out the red point crux or just the crux of the route and you get to the second bolt and you're like, ah, this is only like a, you know, these are easy moves for me, but I feel like I just do them poorly. Yeah, man, take, work it out. Like, I think a lot of people really ignore easy climbing on it. Yep. And so they're climbing section that's sections that they're like, oh, it's like a 12A intro. And it's like, well, if you're doing it right, maybe it's only like an 11A intro, but you just mm-hmm. haven't taken the time. Yep. So yeah, I think tactically take is a great method um, and should be used well, but whatever you do, make the plan with your belayer and yeah, have, have them hold you accountable to it and don't be an asshole to them when they do. Yeah, totally. Like a good example is, man, I'll, I'll pull you off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite. If you're like, Hey, I'm going to go up and I'm going to go for it. If I say take, like either ask me if I'm sure or just, yeah, ask me if I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people are like, they go, they leave with such great intentions. They're like, I'm charging up there. And they get up and they're like pumped and they're a little frantic and they're like, okay, you can take. And when the belayer's like, are you sure? They're like, yes, I'm fucking sure. And they yeah. just scream at their belayer and it's like, hey, dude, like, yep. we made this plan together. Like, you, you know. Yeah. And that uh, should be a consistent thing. Like, you know, Arno Ilgner brought this up in, in my first conversation with him on the podcast that the climber letting the belayer know how they want to be coached is really important. Totally. And that's a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's a belayer should be there more than just to hold the rope. Like it's, yeah, you have to have like trust in them. They should know what you're doing. Like all these different things. If you, you know, like to me, if I'm skipping bolts or if I'm doing anything that I would want to know as a belayer, I tell my belayer, like before we even get started, I'm like, Hey, like it's really weird going to the third bolt. Like I haven't fallen, but I could, you know, things like that. Like you should have this open dialogue. Yep. Yep. So tactically, and I think that's the, I think this is the biggest like reason to say take is is tactics and and I think we should dive into this a little bit because 
you know, this, this tactical approach to saying take can take a lot of forms. Um, and we were just talking about warmups. Um, so let's go into that a little bit. Why would you say take on your warmups? I mean, aren't you supposed to send every warmup? If you don't send the warmup, you just suck. I mean, really, the only time I ever say take, like during my day, is when I'm at the anchors. And I'm like, okay, you, you can just lower. <laughs> Sometimes I take a victory whip. I'm not really into it, but mostly just, okay, take, uh, I sent. Yeah. yeah. Cleaning. Um, yeah, on your warm up, man, if, yeah, if you're getting overwhelmingly pumped or if like, yeah, not yep, every day, not every day is the same. Like, you're not going to feel amazing on every warm up. You know, it might be the, the time before you crush this as a warm up and it was perfect. Next time you think you're going to crush it, you don't feel quite as good. You're starting to get a little pumped. You don't want to ruin your day. So say take. Yeah. You know, that's, don't be too proud. Oh, totally. Man, I had a, have a funny example. Uh, me and one of my really good friends, Eddie Avalone, went up to the new uh, just a few weeks ago and we were like, okay, we've got five days. We're going to try and do one rock climb. I literally only tied into one route. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like four, it was two days on, one day off, two days on. And cause like the first five bolts were like five twelve, super chill. And then it like ramped up. So it was like yep. our plan every day was go to the fifth bolt, take bolt to bolt to the top, you know, maybe do some larger sections depending on the day and how we felt and then start giving it red point burns. Um, and it was a ton of fun, but man, our fourth day, like that fourth day was my six out, six days of climbing, like hard of the last seven days. Um, Which I don't recommend. No, it unless you're Alex Megos. Yeah, or that, he Tigers. wouldn't take the rest day. Come on, um, <laughs> but just because of the weather window and how things lined up with his work, like I was already two days on. He was like, "Let's go to the new tomorrow," and I was like, "Okay, let's do it." And so climbed a ton. But man, our last day, like we neither of us could make it through the twelve A section on our warm up. Like, mm -hmm. and I was blaming him first. He got to like the second bolt. He's like, "Nate, you can take." I was like, "You okay?" He's just like, "Dude, I feel like I got hit by a train." And, you know, because we were just, like, trying hard every day. And yep. so, like, but both of us, by the time we got to the top of the route, we felt great. Right. But that initial warm-up, man, it felt Work like Work out hell. the kinks a little bit. Yeah. And so, yeah, every day is a little bit different. Like, it, that's just how it is. So Yeah. And that's one of my favorite tactics, actually. You know, if you're, if you're working a long route, there's a lot of beta that you have to remember if it's something that's pretty difficult for you. Yeah. And one of my favorite tactics, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, is to go bolt to bolt as my final warm-up up my project. You know, if I'm not counting goes, like if I'm not concerned about doing this project my 37th go, you know, and I don't want to I don't want to get the 38, you know, then I yeah. suck. Um, I mean, if it's not soft second go, does it really matter? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll bolt to bolt up my project, you know, purposely. And like just to just to use it as an example, because I think it's a good one when I was working on Transworld, the bottom half of it is like 12c or something yeah so as my final warm-up i would climb the 12c section say take and then i would you know go bolt to bolt up most of the rest of it mm -hmm. you know i might do some little sections but and i might even pull on some draws you know oh, if yeah. i don't want to do this move because i don't want to waste the energy doing the hard move i might grab the draw and just pull through that one move and climb the rest of the route you know, there's even a, there's a, I think it's 11A, it's 11A, Bathtub Mary <laughs> in Red River Gorge that I like doing as a warm up if I'm in that area. But years ago when I was just starting to climb 512s, there's one move near the bottom. It's kind of a vert section with a tiny little cramp 
and I just never felt ready to pull on that crimp as part of my warm up. But the rest of the route was overhanging mini jugs and felt amazing. Mm-hmm. So I would climb up, I would grab the bolt or grab the draw, you know, clip clip a draw in, yeah. hold the draw, reach to the next bolt, clip that one, grab that draw, and pull through to the next hold, and then keep climbing. You know, I wasn't doing the route. I was essentially doing the same as saying take, but I was getting warmed up. Yeah. So And there are no rules for warming up. Right. Like, and there are no medals for sending the warm up or anything like that. Like whatever it takes to get yourself prepared to climb for the rest of the day. Totally. Yeah. So then I think it's totally okay to say, take, don't be too proud. And I think that's a big problem. Like people being too proud on their warm ups to say, take, and then they get flash pumped and then they just sit there all day. Totally. So don't screw your day up that way. Um, tactically any other ways or any other reasons you would say, take, Mm. You know, um, yeah, you know, if you're going up just a new route and you're doing some route finding, especially yep. if you're in an area like the New River Gorge or somewhere where chalk washes off, mm-hmm. um, I mean, shoot, you might even be hauling a stick lip up at that yeah, point. Yeah, or it's really hard for you and, yeah, you know, you just want to check the moves out, find the holds, find the rest stances, find how the hell to clip. Yeah, there's no point in wasting your skin or energy. Like if you know, you're not on point, you're not trying to onside it, like, man, yeah, take your time, figure it out. Um, so, yeah. I'd say that kind of rounds it out for tactics for me. How about you? Um, I think I think there's a lot of other tactics when you should be saying take. Like even if you're closing in on red point mode, you know, or even if you're in red point mode, you believe yourself to be ready to red point. I've come up against this several times and made this mistake where, you know, let's use swing line as an example. And I've written about this fairly extensively. Um, swing line breaks down into uh, like a pockety, sort of thuggy 13a to a not so great rest to a long maybe v8 you know something to that effect and then a 11 plus section or something after it Mm -hmm. and i got through the 13a section relatively quickly to the bad rest and i could also go from the bad rest to the top relatively often you know i was i was pretty consistent there and rather than doing a big overlap, I thought, oh, well, my break is at a rest. I'll just, I'm good at resting. I'll get it back there. I'll finish it. 70 tries later, I still haven't <laughs> finished it, you know? So it took breaking my own, like, breaking out of my red point zone. Like, I thought I was ready. Was and it I, hard for you to just not say took taking? Not say took taking. Yes, it took taking. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I thought that's why you were pausing. <laughs> it took taking. Yeah, it did. It took taking. And so what I did is I climbed up, stopped in the middle of the 13A, you know, right below the like 13A crux. Yeah. Took there and rested for a few minutes, hanging on the draw, and then climbed it to the top. And shortly after I sent. And And there was no reason for me to believe that I should take there, except for tactically, I needed to have that overlap. You know, I could climb through there, no problem. But my brain needed that overlap. My body needed that overlap. You know, I just needed to understand that I could climb up to the rest, leave the rest, and continue to the top. Mm -hmm. You know, so so I think that's a, a, a way to use it, you know, when you're 
particularly when it's a route that has a crux at the top and it's a route that's well suited to working top down, so to speak. Um, I think taking in strategic spots lower and lower is really important, even if you could climb through it comfortably. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm a big fan of low pointing. Yeah. It's a, it's a good way to go. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's, do you have anything else? I mean, I guess if we're saying tactics and trying to be broad, we could probably dig into tactics all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't mind digging in a little more. I do think mm-hmm. that there are a lot of tactics that people just don't quite understand. You know, if it's, you know, say you're still just working on a route. I think a lot of people don't understand how to work on a route. You know, they're, they go from the ground up every single time. Mm-hmm. And obviously you have to start a sport route from the ground unless you're in flat anger and you can, you know, just jug up to the, <laughs> yes, to the middle of a route or something. Um, and that's a cool tactic as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But yep. similar to that, you can just, if you've got a high boulder problem or even a boulder problem at the third bolt that you've you've climbed through it already but you know that you could improve on it then you could you should climb up to the base of it and say take and spend some time there working through even if your high point is higher than that boulder problem if you can make it more efficient fucking say take there and work that out Mm -hmm. yeah no i mean it's tough because like a lot of times you're like "Ah, i'm really close and i mean it's what you were just saying to a lot of people, the projecting process looks like, okay, I'm going to pull off the ground. I'm going to climb up until I fall in the crux or wherever I fall. I may repeat that move two, three times, then I'm going to take it to the top. And that was a go. And okay, I'm happy with that. Yep. And it's like, man, there is just a lot that you're leaving on the table there. Yeah. Like, you can learn a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we could talk all day on tactics for sure. But yeah, I think low pointing and especially paying attention to the sections that don't necessarily give you trouble, but you know, if all you're ever doing is if your beta is your on-site beta of like, Oh, I on-sited yeah. through there. I'm just going to keep doing it. It's like, you know, you might be able to clean that up a little bit. Yep. Like make well, it a little just, smoother. You just brought up something interesting. I hadn't thought about for the sake of this conversation. Um, I spent a season, uh, trying to on-site 13 A's mm-hmm. and, and I was well aware going into this that if you try and on-site something that's difficult for you, your second go might very well suck. Yeah, it'll be worse often. You know, so I made the conscious decision of I'm going to try to on-site it. If I don't on-site it, I'm not trying it again that day. Hmm. The next day I show up at that crag, I will use it as my final warm-up and I'll go bolt to bolt or section by section, purposely saying take. And sometimes, just so I don't like go for the on-site again and still not know what the beta was, I'll just say take at the first bolt to get myself out of that zone. Like, mm-hmm. Don't give myself that opportunity to go for it, get a flash pump, still not know the beta on the route, and then have to do it, you know, go up at bolt to bolt to learn the beta. So my second go on the route will be a different day than my on-site attempt. I go bolt to bolt. Then I lower down, rest, send mm-hmm. you know that way i'm i've tried the on-site i gave it hell on the on-site it didn't go down so now i apply projecting like second go tactics um go up learn everything i can going bolt to bolt and then try to send on my next go and th- i think that was really valuable for me it allowed me freedom on the on-site because 
I don't have to worry about trying to send it second go. You know, I mm-hmm. know I'm not going to. I know I'm going to say take. And then I got to work on my second go projecting tactics. You know, and I think that's a really important place to be. Those are like your second tier routes, you know, mm-hmm. things that you should be able to do relatively quickly. And I've seen a lot of people try to onsite a second tier route, screw it up, try to do a second go, screw it up, try to do a third go, screw it up, because they're never really learning those sections that are just hard enough that they're not being really efficient. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I use taking there for sure. For sure. I, I think that's a really great way to go about things. And it, I mean, that teaches you a lot about like, okay, what sections are worth going back and figuring back out? Because man, when you climb on site, you're being very intuitive. I know, like, I feel like you're similar for me, man. I, when I try and flash boulders or I try and onsite routes, like I try really hard. Like, yeah, totally. I try and be like super aggressive with my climbing. I climb very confidently and it's hard to remember. Like, let's say if you blow, you know, I've, I've had roots where it's like, I've blown the anchor clipping jug on, on an onsite. And in my mind, it's hard to remind myself like, Hey, like, yes, you fell on the last move but you tried really hard yeah, and you climbed exactly. very smoothly to get there. Yep. If you don't repeat that entirely, like I can't just be like, oh, it's cool. I just have to go up and try hard on the last move and it'll be right. fine. If I don't repeat that entire effort the same way, man, it, it's going to be a sad day. Yeah, and that could be a, <laughs> that could be a day-ending effort. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's a muerte, you know? And I think that goes back to what we talked about earlier um, that you brought up having an intention before you leave the ground. You know, if my intention is to onsite, there's no take. Oh yeah. Like if it's a sport route and I know there's no danger and I'm not gonna, you know, I climb it without feeling like I'm going to hurt my finger in a pocket or something, then there is no take I'm going, you know, and I'll skip bolts on the onsite or whatever, as long as I know it's not dangerous and it's a muerte for sure. But you know, otherwise you leave yourself open. If you don't make that intention on the ground, if you say, let's just see what happens, then you're going to go up there and you're going to say, take, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think that's okay. If your plan is to say, take, and you have a reason for it, do it. You should. Yeah. And even if you go up and you're like, Hey, well, I'll go up. I'll see how I feel and go from there. Even if you're like, you're like, oh, I, I won't say take and you go up, even if it just means you hesitate a little bit more when you get to hard moves. Yeah. I mean, that's a lower chance of actually succeeding. Absolutely. Like it may work out sometimes, like especially on lower level stuff where you're like, ah, I'm going to go up, I'll check it out and maybe I'll onsite. And if at a low enough level, cool, that's fine. And you'll get away with it. But yep. when you're climbing hard, you need to be confident. You can't hesitate and you need to just charge through that stuff. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's the same with onsites as it is red points projecting. You know, when you're in red point mode or when you're trying to climb through a section, even if you're not in red point mode, if you're just trying to send this three bolt section of your project, um, your intention should be, I'm not going to say take for those three bolts. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to take the fall. I'll say take at the fourth bolt, you know, then takes off the table, like, you know, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think those are my main tactical reasons to say take. I'm sure they're hundreds and hundreds more, you know, specific instances. Um, but I think what it comes down to is if that's your intention, then do it. If it's your intention to not say it, well, don't say it. Yeah. You know, there is one more time that I, that I like saying take, and it, it's sort of a tactic. Um, but it's something that I've come up against multiple times as a coach and as a climbing partner. Um, I think that 
if someone has a fear of climbing, like they're, they have a hard time sport climbing, they're scared of it for whatever reason. I think we, we often go straight to a fear of falling. And I don't think that's always the case. You know, I think a lot of the times it's a fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. and, and I've seen that play out over and over again, um, where that person just needs to find their, this is my belief anyway, that that person needs to find the process that makes them comfortable, whatever that is. For some people that might be top rope the route three times so that they've got it dialed in. Then they can bolt to bolt it. Then they can do sections. Then they can try to red point, you know, that might be a 10 go process, you know, that's, that's totally okay. If that's what you need to get comfortable, I think that's okay. Because if you go up and just scare yourself silly and end up saying, take every time you're putting yourself in this panic zone where you can't learn anything, Mm -hmm. where it's all too overwhelming, you're not learning. If you find your process, whatever it is, no matter how ridiculously long it is, that's your process. Then you can start shortening that process each, each, uh, each different project that you work on. You know, and in those cases, I think using take as a tactic is hugely important. And I think a lot of people would go the opposite. I think they would say, if you have a fear of falling, stop saying take. But that just puts you into that panic zone and you didn't learn a damn thing. You just took a fall. It was really scary. You don't want to repeat that. So you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think it's a really valuable tool. Totally. Yeah. you know, and everyone, like you said, has their own process and how they approach this. Um, and man, we have a limited amount of willpower every day and to like, to will yourself totally. to go up and like, be like, man, this is terrifying. I'm just going to keep going because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like when I first started sport climbing, I could try like maybe like I could try hard and hard just being anything that I knew I couldn't more or less solo. I was like, okay, I'm on like jugs on slab, anything that wasn't jugs on slab. Like I could maybe do two pitches a day. And after that, I was just emotionally fried. Yeah. Because it was like, man, like, like, yeah, it was all overwhelming to me. I had a background in bouldering, and I would rather fall 15 feet off a boulder than take a 10-foot whip. Like, mm-hmm. And that's things that we come across all the time with people. And so, yeah, I think breaking these things down and saying, okay, like, I'm just going to go up. I'll take here. And this next bit's scary for me. I'm just going to go up. And maybe instead of, like, going for the next move, I'm just going to pause. And I'm just going to try and, like, relax my breathing. And then I'll let go from there. Like once I feel like I've kind of calmed myself down a little bit, like it's not like, man, I, I hate force falls. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not like a fan. I hate doing to... belay checks at the gym, oh. like lead, lead testing. Yeah. Like you have to climb to the top of the wall and then let go. I don't want to do that, man. Yeah. I mean, I had to do one the other day and they were like, okay, climb to the fourth bolt, uh, climb above it and then take the fall. I was like, I'll climb to like the ninth. <laughs> like, and can I go out the roof? Uh, yeah, exactly. I want to do it on this vertical five, nine. Yeah. Oh man. No. I, yeah. So even now, like there are things that I'm just not that comfortable with and forced falls are still one of them. Like yep. we were talking about this in one of the workshops the other day, like I'll skip bolts and I'll take big whips. And like, if I'm trying hard, that's fine. But man, I still like, I don't really like victory whips. Like no, I can't, either. I can't just look down and be like, okay, I'm just going to let go here. Like to me, that's <clears throat> way scarier and more intimidating. Yeah. And frankly, if you get really good at forced falls, then I think that makes you better at, I don't want to try hard here, so I'm just going to let go. Mm. I'm really good at just jumping off, you know? (laughs) I I really do. I think that you give yourself room to just jump off whenever you want to. Mm. 
you know, and I think you just said something really important and that's that, you know, you, you take because if you're afraid of a section and you say take and you can process that, you can sit there, you can give yourself space and time to work through that in your head, psych yourself up, whatever it is, you know, look at the fall, understand the actual danger that's involved, you know, whatever your process is, whether it's analytical or emotional or whatever, you can do that while you're sitting on the bolt. And over time, you can probably learn to do that while you're at a stance. But not everybody is really good at processing all that at one time. So that's why I think it, you have to find your process. You know, for my, for Annalisa, it's, she doesn't process all that really quickly. At least she didn't at first. Mm -hmm. So saying take, sitting there, working through it all, then she'd be able to go for it. Now she's gotten better. We've tried to make that process a little bit shorter each successive project. And now she's gotten better at, you know, evaluating the risk and her emotions while she's at a good stance. Eventually she'll get better at evaluating all that while she's at a bad stance, you know, but it takes time to learn those things. And research has proven that whenever you're in a, you know, a, a high stress situation, whether that be too many things to focus on at one time or danger, risk, whatever it is, it's tougher to learn things. And if you're just learning how to go for it, that's going to be really hard if you're putting yourself in a really scary situation and you've got, you know, hard beta to think about and I have to stand on that and trust that little smear and I have to hit this pocket just right. And if there's all that to process, you're just going to shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Just get overwhelmed. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think that's another really good time to take. Yeah, um, me too. Um, so I don't know. You have anything else? I think I'm, we didn't really talk about when not to take, did we? Other we than just we like didn't really, yeah. I mean, we did a little bit, but yeah, when, it in. when shouldn't you say take? When are the times when taking is taboo? You should never say take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm where day. Um, yeah, man. I you know I think like I said earlier, like make a plan on the ground. And man, there's I think even if you don't think you can send something like and. Yeah, I think you should still be giving it hard goes. Like, even yep. if you don't think you can send it that every single go, like, because yeah. there is something to like knowing how to fight. And it depends. Like, you know, if you're trying something super techie that everything has to be worked out, then yes, maybe take your time um, until you're closer to red point efforts. But like, man, with a lot of stuff like in the Red River Gorge or, man, they're like, they're big endurance routes or power endurance routes everywhere. And you just don't know how some moves will feel until you were pumped out of your mind or powered down totally, or until you were just in the thick of it. Like there are so many times where I'll be like, oh, this feels chill. I'll just like lock this off and drop knee and it'll be super easy. You know, and you get there from three bolts below and you're just fucking winging off, like trying to desperately stab for the hold that you could lock off for. Yep. Um, and so I think it's really important to understand how to climb pumped. Like, yeah how to like know how you respond and know how the rock's going to like respond and how the sequences are going to be when you're even just a little bit tired. Yeah. I think, I think what you're saying basically boils down to, you know, give yourself the opportunity and the, you know, be intentional about leaving some space for attempts that you might fail on. Yeah. You know, 
don't wait too long to get into red point mode. Try to high point it. Try to low point it. You know, try an overlap that you don't think you can do just yet. Get yourself into that space where you're probably going to fall off. And if there's no danger involved, if you've assessed the risk, take us out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do it. Force yourself to keep climbing until you fall. And you'll be better prepared because of that. Yeah. I think you should be challenging yourself every go in some way. Yep. It doesn't have to be completely from the ground, but like you said, like I'm like, cool, I want to link from fourth bolt to the top. Yep. Like things like that. Like if, cause man, it's really easy to just be like, oh, I'm just going to bolt to bolt this a couple more times, kind of tweak some sequences. And before you know it, it's like, you haven't climbed more than, you know, two bolt lengths at a time in like weeks. Mm-hmm. Cause you're just still working it out and trying to get comfortable with it. And yeah, you lose a lot of fitness and there all that time you could have been like, okay, I want to work out this red point crux, but I want to see if I can link to it from the second bolt or things like that. Like you can always be maximizing your time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think depending on your process, depending on where you are in your process that, you know, challenging yourself might be small. It might be a small little step. Um, or if you, if you're good at this, if you've gone through this and your process is fast, you can have much bigger challenges all at once, you know? So I just think you have to understand yourself, be honest with yourself and keep giving yourself the opportunity to be challenged. Yeah. And I think take is a part of that and knowing when to take it out of the equation is just as big a part. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Make yourself just a little bit uncomfortable pretty much every go. Like, yep. Yeah. All right. I think we just wrapped that shit up into a neat little bow. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you have anything else to say, you got you got more over there on uh, your gridded notepad. No, my gridded notepad is well, got all everything, all the boxes checked. Okay, cool. Well, um, I think we should do some more of these short ones because I kind of like just having these open conversations. In the past, our board meetings were always you know top three such and such, mm-hmm. and I like these open conversations. So I think we're going to be doing more of these and you guys can find those in the future at uh, powercompanyclimbing.com and uh, you can also find us on the Pinterest I don't know what we do over there except for post photos for people to like collect I don't even know why people do that I think they pin them okay whatever that means (laughs) and uh, you can find us on the Instagrams at powercompanyclimbing on the Facebook at powercompanyclimbing you cannot find us on the Twitter we will never be in the Twitterverse unless some of y'all put us out there on the Twitterverse because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.
this time the bell.